For the past several weeks, God has been teaching me to walk away from those persons when they say they are Christian, but they can't hear what I'm saying that is from God, or when they show signs of hypocrisy in themselves, or when they reject scriptures to go in another way. I'm going to give you several examples of this, but here's what God showed me on June 17th, 2020. And I was so thrilled with this concept. Many who say they are Christians are always learning but never able to come to the real knowledge of the truth of God because God is not teaching them. If we belong to God, he's teaching us by his spirit. He's putting truth in our hearts by his spirit. Therefore, when another person who is of God speaks truth to us, we know it's truth and we are delighted and rejoice. But there are many, many, many Christians or people who say they're Christians who trouble us. One way or another, they trouble us. When that happens, we might share the truth with them once or twice, but then we must learn to walk away as Peter said to do in Titus chapter 3. Reading Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, verse 9 through 11. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject. Don't try to keep teaching that person. When you see him turn from the way of God, and when you see he can't understand, and when you see he fails to delight in the scripture, just don't try to be around him. Don't try to keep teaching him. Walk away from him. Avoid him. Don't keep teaching him. Verse 11, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth, being condemned of himself. Now, I'll give you an example. My cousin, who is Church of Christ, has attended Church of Christ even from the time she was a baby. She was taken to Church of Christ. She is currently 97 years old, if she's still living. I have not spoken to her in about a year. But if she's still living, she's about 97. And yet, she can't follow this truth and do simple scripture, such as Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Here is, here is an example of that. She told me, I do well in the day, but... At evening, I get so lonely. Her husband died 10 years ago. 
when I heard her say that, I said to her, Oh, well, the minute you start feeling lonely, turn to God and ask him to help you, and he will. And I read to her Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The next time my cousin wrote to me, she said, I do well during the day, but I get so lonely in the evenings. I walked away from her. After the first and second admonition, reject them, for they are subverted and sinneth. It is a sin not to do this scripture. It's a sin. She won't do it. She can't hear. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 15, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. We have to walk away from them. Because if we fail to walk away from them, and we keep trying to help them, when God is not teaching them, God isn't teaching them. He's teaching us, us who have the Spirit. We're hearing from God. He's teaching us. We are doing those scriptures he shows us. But those Christians, people who say they're Christians and will not do the word of God, you've got to walk away from them. If you continue to try to be around them, you will be troubled. Peter said that when Jesus returns, we have to be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. If you keep trying to teach that person that won't hear and can't hear, if you keep trying to make that person understand, you're going to be troubled. What if Jesus returns for the church at the exact time that you're troubled? Well, most likely you're going to be left on the earth for the great tribulation because there will be elect of God on this earth during the great tribulation and there will be elect of God taken off this earth before the great tribulation. What's the difference? I believe the ones who will be removed from this earth before the great tribulation are the ones who are continually keeping themselves in a state of peace without spot and blameless by doing the scriptures. For if you are continually praying over things that trouble you, the peace of God which passes all understanding will come upon you. God will show you to change that appointment that you have scheduled. Or he may show you it's all right to go on to that appointment and give you peace about it. Whatever your trouble is, when you pray and let your request be made known to God, 
He shows you what to do about the problem, or it will be all right to go ahead. He gives you something to comfort you. Therefore, you have the peace of God that passes all understanding in the situation, and you're not troubled when you turn to him. But if you fail to turn to him, you will continue in the trouble. And I don't believe you're going to be taken off the earth with the believing church. So this is a very serious thing for each of us to do. We do what we have to do to remain in peace. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Don't think you can continue with that person who calls himself a Christian when he is always casting his cares upon you, when he is leaning on you as if you are God. Don't think that you are going to continue in ways of God while staying with that person you cannot do it. You have to walk away to save yourself because you're certainly not going to save that person. Why? Because God is not teaching that person. Let's look at this scripture in 1 John chapter 2. Start at verse 4. The Apostle John says, He that saith, I know him, I know God, I'm a Christian, but doesn't keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth God's word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we know we are in him. Those who live in the scripture. The scriptures that I have been living in for this past three weeks, four weeks, are Proverbs chapter 1, starting at verse 10. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. These Christians who won't do the word of God are sinners. I don't care if they call Jesus Lord. They're sinners. Jesus even said in the last days, many would come saying he is Lord, and they would deceive many. Many will come as false Christians, and they will deceive many. That's Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. They come saying they are Christians. And because they say that, so often we have just taken them in without any evidence. I don't mean evidence that they're baptized in water. I was baptized in water before I was born again. Then I was born again when I was 37 years old. And then the Holy Spirit said, be baptized after I was born again. So I went forward again. I mean, I went and arranged to be baptized a second time. The first time I was 15. The second time I was 37. The first time I was not following God, born of the Spirit. I was going in the way I'd always gone, in my own wisdom. But after God revealed himself to me, I was born again. 
And then I was baptized again. So they can come saying they're baptized and not be Christians. Many are like that. They don't have the Spirit of God. They can't follow God. They don't have His Spirit. They can't be taught by God, for they don't have His Spirit. And if God can't teach them or isn't teaching them, you're certainly not going to be able to, and I'm certainly not going to be able to do so. I have tried many times. In two cases, I tried 39 years with two people that were in our church group. It never worked. It never worked. Well, the reason it never worked is God wasn't teaching them. They appeared to be Christians. Finally, they both left me finally. And I was so happy when one of them left because she had been the most difficult for me for she appeared to correct herself after I spoke with her. But it was only an appearance. She was trying to do it of her own will and not having the Spirit of God. These are very tricky things, but they're getting much clearer to me at this point in time because I believe we don't have too long before Jesus returns and we have to get ourselves in shape. We can't be trying to teach people whom God has not taught. If they don't have the Spirit of God, they cannot receive the things of God. As many as are born of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Those who walk after the Spirit of God are the sons of God. That is Romans chapter 8, verse 14. So you're going to have to start learning this. Walk away from them. Don't try to call them. Don't try to visit with them. Don't keep company with them. Don't do anything with them. Just walk away. That's what I did with my cousin. I don't even know if she's still living. You have to do that. There isn't any way to live with them in peace. I once said to my mother, you can go down, but I'm not going to go down with you. She woke up. She said, I don't want you to go down. She began doing the Word of God. I am convinced she was born again before she died. You will never get them born again the other way, by staying with them. You just won't do it. Verse 20 of First John Chapter 2, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things, because God is teaching you by His Spirit. Even if you don't know He is, He is. Because if I say something, you say, that's right. See, God's already taught you what I'm speaking. Verse 27 of 1 John. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him, in what he saith. 
And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And to abide means live in the scriptures, doing the instructions. I told you that I've been living in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 10 and verses 15, 16. Verse 10 is, If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And I am talking about sinners who call themselves Christians because we're not to judge the world. I certainly don't want to be around the world. But it's those Christians that entice us. And the next two verses in Proverbs chapter 1. Keep thou not thy way with them. Don't go in their way. Don't do what they do. And the second part of that verse is refrain thy foot from their paths. Don't walk into where they are. Don't put yourself where they are. Don't put yourself in their path where you're going to have to run into them and try to be friendly to them and have get all stirred up again over them and troubled again. Don't do it. See, I'm living these scriptures right now, doing them. And it says their feet runs toward the evil. Going from house to house to house to house to person to person to person to person talking to them. That's what they do. And they think they're doing good because they're fellowshipping with the church when they don't have anything of God in them. They've just got their doctrines from their preachers. And then it says they hasten to shed blood. My cousin literally tried to kill me by getting me to go to Church of Christ and quit speaking exhortations on the blog and on podcast. In order to do what she tried to get me to do, I have to denounce everything God has told me. I really have to denounce everything to do to go to her church so she can take pride in my flesh who has come to church. See, I have to give up God in order to follow my Church of Christ cousin. Paul once said he didn't decline the heavenly vision. He did the heavenly vision given to him. The Jews loved Paul. Paul was one of them. Heavily schooled in the Jewish traditions. Then God spoke to Paul on the road of Damascus. He was changed instantly, and so are we when we're born again. We don't know everything uh, verbally when we're born again. We learn second by second from God. We are created every time we hear from God and do that instruction, whether it's a scripture or another instruction. We are recreated into the image of God. And here's Paul, who's now born again, recreated. Well, the Jews hated him after he was born again. Paul thought he could still preach to them. 
But God told him, no, you can't, for they'll try to kill you. So God sent Paul to the Gentiles. You can't do it. We'll look at two more scriptures. Second Peter chapter 3. Peter says, The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. John the apostle was given a vision of the new heaven and the new earth, which he reported in Revelation 21. So if you want to read about it, go to Revelation 21. But that's the new heaven and the new earth. Now, what's Jesus going to do when he comes? First, he will raise the dead in Christ, and they will be with him. They will go into the air to meet Jesus in the air. Then Jesus changes us from this current fleshly body into a new form, and he takes us up into the air to be with him and the others who have been raised from the dead. We do not live on this present earth, for it will be destroyed by God in the end. We are taken to the new heaven and the new earth. The scriptures I'm quoting are 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting at verse 13, and Revelation 21. Also, 1 Corinthians 15. So jot those scriptures down and look them up if you want to. But we're not going to be on this present earth when we're taken to meet Jesus in the air. That word in the air is very important. And that is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We are taken, the dead in Christ rise and meet Jesus in the air. Those who are living and elect of God, living in the scriptures without spot and blameless, then are taken up off of this present earth. And I believe after that, the great tribulation comes. And those who are not following Jesus, who say they are Christians, will not be taken up. They will get to go through the great tribulation. See, Jesus tells us in Luke 21, that the first thing that happens is the sun goes dark. That's the first thing. And then after that, it says, they see Jesus coming through the air. Well, that's to gather the dead in Christ and to gather the ones who belong to him and are following him and take them off the earth. But they're all in the air with Jesus and are taken to the new heaven and new earth.
Then comes the Great Tribulation. It says immediately after that, Jesus comes and the Great Tribulation. Immediately after that sun turns dark. You can read it in Luke uh, 21. Now let's go back to what Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to God's promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Then Peter says a very important thing, instruction. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him when he returns in peace, without spot, and blameless. Second Peter 3.14 We will never be able to live in peace with those Christians who fail to follow God. They don't have the Spirit of God. They can't hear from God. They don't hear from God. We do. They will always trouble you. You cannot continue it. You must not try to continue to keep company with them. You must not. Because you have to keep yourself in peace. And they will trouble you if you have the Spirit of God. It's light and darkness. Though both parties say they are Christians, one of them isn't the one that troubles you. And keeps troubling you. Now the last scripture we'll look at is 2 Timothy chapter 3. A very, very important chapter on this subject. Paul said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. This is coming in the church. It's coming in the masses of the congregations. For most of these people are not born again. They are not following the Spirit of God. And if they ever were born again, they had turned from the truth to go in their own way. But they aren't following God. I, can re I rarely find anyone who is actually following God by His Spirit. These are not the real Christians. Jesus said in the last days, this is what would happen. They would come saying, I am a Christ, and they will deceive many. Jesus warned us in Matthew 24, this is a sign of the end times. Many will do this. Many will say they're Christians, and they will deceive many. And he said, Jesus said, don't be deceived by them. So in 2 Timothy 3, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Incontinent, they can't control themselves. There was a woman that was with us 39 years who railed out against me. I got Pam Paget on the phone. I live at her house and she heard it. She even heard this woman screaming at me over the phone, and Pam wasn't even in the room where the phone was, and the door was shut. 
and she heard her screaming through a solid door. She was screaming so loudly, railing out against me. That will happen in the churches. She's no longer with us. They will be without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, they will look and appear at first glance as if they're Christians. But they deny the power of God because they don't do the scripture. And we are told by Paul, from such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And Paul went on to say they resist the truth. And in verse 13, Paul says, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. And this is in the churches. Deceiving and being deceived. Don't walk with them. Most of the scriptures which I've quoted today, you will find written out on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Go to our blog. On the right-hand side of the page, you will see the word podcast. Click on that, bring up this podcast, and those scriptures will be there for you. Most of the scriptures I've quoted today will be there for you. Again, the name of the blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.